Today on the podcast, we have Pastor Rob Young with us. Rob is the executive pastor of ministry here at Crossgate. Rob, so good to have you with us on the podcast today. It's great to be with you, Keith. Yeah, so so excited um, about uh, the conversation that we're going to have today about multi-generational discipleship. So as I said, you are the executive pastor of ministry here at Crossgate Church, and to me, that is very similar to being a Next Steps pastor, in that when you say that, people are like, what is that? <laughs> exactly. So, uh, could you take just a minute to tell us a little bit about what you do as the executive pastor of ministry here at Crossgate Church? Well, basically what I do is I, I overview, um, overlook um, all the ministries um, here at Crossgate Church, and and some of that are led by uh, pastors uh, that are vocational here at, at the church, and and some are led by some of the ministers are led by uh, you know volunteer leadership. Some are are, are paid directors, their own vocationally on staff here, and so it's a wide variety of leaders that 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 come under me. But I I see my role really is one of facilitating one of making sure that, that each one of these leaders has everything they need to make sure that they're carrying out the ministry. And so what the elders really ask of me is to make sure that we're, you know, that, that, that I'm overseeing, looking at everything, making sure it's functioning well, that it's being resourced well, you know, that uh, the leader's being encouraged and strengthened and, uh, you know, everything as well is, you know, checking in, into their lives, you know, what's going on with them and making sure that we're ministering to them as well uh, so that they in turn, uh, well, for, first of all, feel loved and cared for, you know, and not used in, in that regard. But also, you know, then they're better prepared and and to, to lead out and lead their volunteers in, in a similar way. Yeah, absolutely a vital, vital role here at Crossgate. And let me just say, I love uh, working with you for the kingdom uh, here on staff. So um, obviously, you didn't just stumble into this role. It's not like you just walked in off the street and said, hey, that looks like a cool job. I'll play, apply for that one. Uh, you've got a lot of ministry experience. You've been here at Crossgate for a long time. So why don't you give us just a brief overview of some of your experience? Well, to say that I've been here a while is certainly... Uh, uh, almost an understatement. I, my family and I moved here um, in January. January first was my official day, nineteen ninety four. So I'm coming up on thirty years. Did you what, say ninety four? Ninety four. Okay. I I'm was, not sure you were born yet. I but think I, I was seven years old. Seven years old. Okay. And uh, but we came here, moved here from uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. Originally, I'm from Northeast Texas. My wife as well. Uh, my wife Tula. And uh, we moved here, uh, like I said, January 1st, uh, uh, 1994, our first official first day here. And I came as the worship pastor and served in that role for about 22 and a half years. Um, had also served my the previous church in Florida in that role uh, as worship pastor. And uh, man, just, just loved that season of life. Um, but God began to transition, transform my heart, you know, really, and and broaden my ministry um, here in the area of marriage ministry, 
um, areas of pastoral care. It it, it became uh, a role that I that I really uh, was drawn to. The elders saw that, and as a result, I transitioned uh, from worship pastor to uh, pastor of, of of marriage and pastoral care. And I did that for a few years. And then uh, really just about a year and a half or so ago, maybe a couple of years ago, um, the, the elders really wanted to expand my role. And I think because of just the levels of experience, you know, through the years and, and having done so many different things, but but really just bring an oversight um, to uh, the, the entire ministry spectrum here at Crossgate. And, you know, and my wife and I still have a very much of a passion working with couples. Uh, we, we, we serve in, in many uh, various ways. But, it, but again, as I said before, I, my role now is really just uh, facilitating and, and, and just spurring on our leadership and making sure that we have the right people in the right places of ministry and, and that ministry is moving forward, you know, from birth you know, uh, you know, to, you know, a senior adult. That's awesome. And uh, just a couple of days ago, you celebrated uh, your 60th birthday. So uh, happy birthday. Now, Thank you I was going to sing to you uh, here on the podcast, but, uh, you know, we actually want our ratings to improve. Uh, so <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll skip that uh, part, but I do want to wish you a happy birthday. Um, now, as you know, here at Crossgate, uh, we're all about making more and better disciples for Jesus Christ. And so the ministries that you oversee play a huge part in helping us to accomplish that purpose. So from your perspective with you know three decades of ministry experience, what's the significance of discipleship in the life of a Christian and in a church community as a whole? Well, I think... I think, well, it's extremely significant. Um, you know, those, you know, your listeners would expect me to say that, but I think what what I have really just seen is that I've seen too, so many times in the life of, of of new believers, for instance, they they come to faith, and and I and I and in many cases, genuinely, but they they don't take that next step of 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 really beginning to fall in love with God's word and 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 biblical community, and as a result of that, they they really struggle uh, finding direction and peace. They they you know they they feel like they know God, but they don't know Him, and so as a result, they're not hearing Him. And so, in order to you know to find to be fulfilled in your walk with God, to be, you know, for God to use you and in, 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 uh, in service, you know, uh, and for you to experience that, you know, that, that which our heart, all of our hearts truly long for, and that is that connection with God in, in, in a transformative way and feeling like that, that we're fulfilling the purpose in which God has created us. We've got to walk with Him and uh, and discipleship is what that's about. You know, it's about growing in our in our love and our, uh, you know, of Jesus and and uh, we we learn how to live for Him. You know, it's part of our definition. And and uh, and and we de- we develop a passion to lead our families, to lead others, 
uh, to follow him as well. And in order to to really experience all that God has for us, uh, we have we have to follow him closely. And and that doesn't happen uh, just because we you know we desire it to. It it takes an intentionality. Yeah, and I love that word intentionality. Uh, you kind of alluded to our definition of a disciple, which of course. Uh, we define as a disciple as a growing follower of Jesus who lives and loves like Jesus and leads others to follow him. Um, we thought that was important because the word discipleship, um, depending on who you ask, uh, you can get a lot of different answers about what that is and, and what that means. And so how have you seen the concept of discipleship kind of change um, in the church over your 30-plus years of ministry? Well, that's interesting. Uh, it's a great question. I think, I think what I witnessed really more than anything, um, and I, I was I was very fortunate in that when I came to faith, um, March twenty seventh, nineteen eighty one. I just I you know had written that in 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 my Bible at the time. I I was still in high school. But as soon as I graduated, I became part of of uh, student ministry, volunteering in that in that ministry. Uh, I commuted to uh, a a Baptist college about thirty miles from my hometown, and so I so I stayed in in my hometown, serving the local church there. The youth pastor at the time was developing leaders for the ministry, and so I was one of the younger ones. But but what he did was he 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 had a discipleship group before I had ever heard of a discipleship group, you know, and um, we were reading you know uh, just some wonderful material, uh, you know, on on holiness and 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 growing in our faith we were we were we were in God's word we were memorizing scripture uh, we were doing those things and so that that had a, a tremendous impact on my life it you know really pretty pretty early in my journey and uh, and I was you know I had already felt this calling to ministry and so as a result of that you know that you know and I had not grown up you know, with, with a strong, you know, I didn't come to faith till I was 17. And so I, and I didn't grow up in, in a strong Bible teaching church. And so I, I honestly felt way behind, you know, in just basic biblical knowledge, you know, that a lot of people had that maybe, you know, you know, went to church and grew up in a strong church uh, as children. So I, you know, I, uh, that, that had a tremendous impact in helping me catch up. Um, but what I saw, you know, in when I got out into you know uh, into ministry, once I graduated in college and seminary, is I, I began to see that that most most people were not um, willing to give themselves to that type of, of of approach, and most churches really weren't asking and challenging. You know, for you know that type of of, of commitment. Um, yet, what's so interesting about it is that you know it's really what we're called to do. You know, every day anyway. Again, just being in God's Word and in prayer and and uh, you know memorizing God's Word, so it's a part of our heart and throughout our day. And um, and so what? But what I have seen over the last decade is you know 
uh, is this shift um, to really calling people to and challenging people to a deeper level of faith in biblical community. You know, a, a more authentic, a more authentic and transparent walk with God um, in small group. You know, I, when I grew up, you know, we had the Sunday school model of of, of Bible study. You know, I, I don't I don't speak negatively of that. It's not that, but it was uh, because it, most of the most of the ones that I was in, especially once I got married, were. Um, you know they they were co-ed, and so there was a there was an, an opportunity. It was on only on Sunday mornings. You really didn't gather much out out from that. So you, there was not this place of going really deep, in in especially in this aspect of transparency and authenticity. And and so what I've really seen over the last ten, maybe even fifteen years, is this uh, is this calling to to that to that deeper level of biblical community and what that really looks like. And, and that's driving people to a, a, a deeper level of discipleship. And when people commit to that, you know, that's when you begin to see God unleash his power in their lives. He unleashes, you know, uh, you know the, the, the peace that everybody is so desperately looking for. He unleashes transformation in that individual's life who's needing some healing possibly from some trauma or some other things in his in his past and there's other ways to you know to to take steps in that but for me personally i i just began to see god really transforming my life to seeing things from a much more biblical perspective desiring to please god desiring to pass that on to my family and uh, and so th- that's what I have begun to see. The question really is, and that's part of the reason why we're here today is, you know, for those who might listen is, you know, are you ready? You know, are you ready to take that step? Because God is waiting to unleash some transformative power and change in your life. Yeah, that that's really good. And, um, you know, just looking at the... Um kind of the variety of takes on discipleship out there. Um, you know, like you said, you know, there's a lot of uh, models or, or programs that, um, you know, the, the goal is to, uh, you know, put, uh, give people information um, or knowledge, and, and that's certainly important. We need to increase in knowledge, but I think the difference between um, kind of information and transformation, if I can be a preacher here for a minute, is application, Right, so it's it's taking that knowledge and actually applying it to our lives to the point where it, it makes a change. And in order to do that, we have to be in community, right? To um, have um, transparency and accountability and things like that. So that that's so good. Well, you mentioned um, our families and leading our families intentionally, discipling our families. And one of the things that I admire about what God has done in your life, Rob, is just seeing the godly legacy that you're leaving through your children and now your grandchildren. So talk to us a little bit about the importance of multi-generational discipleship, but starting at home in your family. Well, where that takes me immediately, Keith, is... 
is to Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9, where God's Word says, Again, however, pay very careful attention, lest you forget the things that you have seen and disregard them for the rest of your life. Instead, teach them to your children and grandchildren. And I think, you know, God's Word is... And, and we see this played out in our own lives when, we, when we're not careful with our relationship with the Lord and our walk with Him, we begin to forget how, how good He is. And, and we, we, we begin to forget the works that, that He's done in our life. And that's why, personally, I, I really like, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, turning 60. And I'm kind of a melancholy personality to begin with, but, you know, approaching 60 really did cause me to take some introspection and just reflection about, you know, over my life and, you know, and, and look at, um, you know, uh, think about my children, think about my grandchildren and, and, and really just where I am with that, where Tula and I are and, and, and what we're trying to, to do, you know, the, the, the legacy of passing down the, the, the truth of faith and I, I I'll tell you you know the you know if if a generation needed it you know um, they s- certainly need it now um, and what we're seeing is just you know children really struggling teenagers really struggling uh, because they don't have that foundation um, and I think oftentimes you know uh, and and I understand I mean there's there's wonderful you know, parents out there that love the Lord, maybe their their children are, you know, uh, wayward, and so we certainly want to pray pray for them. But I think, you know, just to to kind of answer your question, or maybe if I if I understand it, is just for Tula and I, we we just understood that we, you know, once we were, you know, we found ourselves really we felt this call of God on our lives, you know, to serve the Lord. And and not just vocationally but that we you know he had he had saved us he had trans, he was transforming our lives we wanted we saw the value of that we saw that God's way was so much better than our way and we wanted to pass that down to our kids and and that's what God's word is teaching there's a another passage that I'll read for you in a moment if I you know if I think about it uh, uh, in Psalm in Psalm 78 but we wanted to pass that down, and God just really began to reveal to us that that we had a spiritual purpose and a biblical role uh, to parent, and and you know, in you know, our children as well as now our, our grandchildren. We have four children, and we have seven grandchildren, and uh, and I don't think that you know I think there's probably some more to come, you know, possibly there, and uh, that that can be overwhelming, but. We see and began to recognize that we that God gave us a role to play in that, and uh, and we wanted to fulfill that role, and He wants us to be that 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 northern star, you know, for spiritually speaking, you know, for our children, and so we set out to do some very specific things. What's interesting about it is that, um, you know, it, you know, it. It, it really be the best way that we found to do it um, was just you know every day you know just finding some way to bring God into the conversation and 
and how we would make decisions and and how we would you know make choices and sacrifices that we would make and and certainly of course having our family um you know in church you know and um but you know surrounding them with people that would invest in their lives but also um you know that we're the number one disciple maker of our children that's us and that's on us and so you know, we just saw it, number one, um, as a calling, and um, and we really, I mean, even today, we think about every time our, you know, one or two or however many of our grandchildren come over, you know, we think, okay, what are, what is some way that while they're here, we, you know, we're going to interact with them and tell a story. You know, we, we came to understand, especially with our grandchildren, um, but our children as well. We want to tell. We want to be God's storytellers. We we want to tell the stories of the Scripture, but not just this, you know these these great events and and unbelievable miracles that happened in Scripture. But we want to share with our kids and our grandkids the work that God is doing in our life. You know, we want to share with them. You know, like you know when we were saved. You know, we want to share with them when we, we we really began to see God working in our lives. We want to share with them, you know, a miracle that happened. You know, it's some way that God really worked in a powerful way. And and um, you know, we we want to talk to them about, you know, here's when we, we spiritually we made a really good decision. Here's when we blew it. You know, we 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 we, we just made a, a mistake. Because I'm going to tell you, our, our kids, our grandkids, they they're going to make mistakes. They're going to blow it, and they need to know how to deal with that. And so, you know, uh, talk about life challenges. You know, think challenges that we've come up against, and uh, and yet we trusted God in that, and that, and and here's how He worked in that, worked through that. Um, you know, we want to share with Him about other people in our lives that have impacted us because we want them to be, you know, looking around and saying, hey, there's there's people around me just like there were people around my, you know, my dad or my grandfather that impacted him. There's people out here that want to impact me spiritually for the kingdom. And, um, you know, and I, I want to, sh- you know, we, we share with our kids, you know, these are the Bible stories that we love the most or here's a verse that really means the most to us, you know, or means a lot to us. Maybe you have a life verse. Maybe God gives you a verse every year or something, or it just brings something to light. I guess what I'm saying, Keith, is that it's it's you have to be intentional. It's not, you know, we you mentioned I mentioned that and you 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 came back with that. To have a you know a strong marriage, to have a strong family, uh, to see God working in your children's lives and 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 uh, in your grandchildren's lives that doesn't just happen by accident. You know, it, it has to be a work of God, first and foremost, but it's through prayer, through intentionality, and especially, you know, when your children are young and when you have your grandchildren, you you become storytellers of God's faithfulness, and you share with them the ways that He's worked in your life, and you share with them the honest ways that you have fallen short and and you will you will you will prepare them uh, for for God to work in their lives now every one of our children grandchildren they have a choice they're they're their own people 
and they will make choices. But you have the best opportunity is when you uh, is when you see that we you know it's a calling of God to be a parent, and that you're intentional with that. Man, that is so good. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that. And as you're talking about being a storyteller uh, for God, I just I couldn't help but think of that old hymn. And uh, you know, you correct me if I get the the words wrong here, but I love to tell the story. Right. Twill Amen. be my song in glory. Amen. To tell the old old story of Jesus and His love. Um, so good. And one of the things that you said there that really stood out was uh, you got to do it daily, one day at a time. We were talking earlier, and you said that someone had made the statement that the years are long, or the days are long, but the years are short. Yes. Um, and, and that is so true. And as you know, someone who is kind of in that young, uh, young parent stage, the days can seem extremely long. Um, but it's those days, those 24-hour periods that, when strung together, make up a lifetime. And so we have to be intentional um, each day that God gives us and how we steward that. You know, Keith, I remember hearing this quote from Charles Stanley. It was something, I probably will butcher it, but it was something along the lines of, you know, you don't really know what kind of parent you're going to be until you, until, I mean, how many, what kind of parents you were until you have grandchildren. And, you know, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of truth to that. Also, I think the thing that I've seen, and, 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 and guys, this, I, I'm talking about not just, you know, we didn't do everything right, and there were a lot of opportunities that, that we missed. I was talking about time of reflection, you know, when you were know, turning 60 years old. I, I, I do feel like a very rich man in regards to the fact that I have, you know, four, four kids that, that are serving the Lord, at, you know, right now. But they, you know, but, you know, they're not perfect I, they, because they were raised by imperfect parents. Um, but I, there were a lot of opportunities we missed, you know, um, and um, we're trying not to miss those opportunities, you know, that, that we have with our grandchildren. But I, I just, I do, when I see, when I look around this culture now, I mean, there, we didn't have, there is so much more things that I see young families involved in. Uh, again, not that they're bad things in and of themselves. But, we, I mean, we didn't even have all those options when our kids were growing up. And it was still a challenge, you know. Uh, we had, like I said, we had three children up front. We were empty nest. Then God brought us a, a, a bonus daughter, just lovely uh, daughter, into our lives. They're all four married now. Um, but you know, the, the, I, I'm I'm afraid when I look at our our culture, you know, even folks that are really seeking to to raise uh, you know strong Christian children the decisions that that they feel like they have to make and oftentimes um you know that the balance is could be I, I worry about the balance in their lives you know there's not any margin in their lives they 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 you know i see a lot of couples are just tired all the time because they're running 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 and uh and their kids are involved in this and this and this and this and they're involved in so many things and and oftentimes what I see is that they begin to, you know, you know, 
their their commitment uh, to the things of God, you know, kind of became become a little less important, a little less important, a little less important. And um, and I don't have the, all the answers to that, other than the fact that the things that matter most are the things that. Um, when you get to be my age and then older, you look, you, you really, you know, the things that matter the most really become clearer to you. And, um, and it's, you know, it's first and foremost, your, your relationship with Jesus Christ, your own personal walk with him. And, and then if you're, you know, if you're married, obviously your, your marriage, but, you know, your relationship with your children and grandchildren, you mentioned that quote, we, we were at the, we were at a, um, uh, a restaurant, and this older couple came up, and our our son and daughter in law, and uh, they they their baby was just a couple of months old, um, and and they stopped and they looked and said, "Oh, what a beautiful baby!" and and uh, the 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 lady was speaking, and then the grandfather did. He looked at my son and my daughter in law. And he said, just remember, the days are long, but the years are short. And that, that was that quote that you mentioned earlier. And, I mean, I was like, wow, you know, because that's so true. I, I can't believe I'm 60 years old. The opportunities that you have to steer, you know, teach your children when they're young, because you know, then it's guiding them and coaching them when they get into their preteen, teen years, because they're not going to, you know, they know everything at that point, right, you know. From a parenting standpoint, but 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 just leaning into that, uh, owning that that calling on your life, you know, uh, you have it in you, and you're valued. You have the resource of God, and uh, it's just leaning into that calling. Yeah, Amen. That's so good. Well, we are out of time for today, but before we go. Uh, I want to give you the opportunity to just give an encouraging word to someone who may be listening who says, you know, I've, I've kind of maybe missed the boat. Uh, maybe my kids are grown, they're out of the house, maybe even their grandkids, or maybe they, they're listening, they don't have kids or grandkids that they feel like they can invest in. Um, what would you say to someone like that um, as far as their ability to uh, still influence the next generation? Well, first of all, I... Uh, there was a pastor, a uh, friend of mine, who once said, "It's never too late to do the uh, to, to do the right thing," and uh, and I've always remembered that. And um, you know, I I mean, I've even gone back to my children and apologized, you know, for some things that God had shown me that you know I not just didn't do, but just some things that I I you know didn't do well. Um, but but so it may be that it might start with a conversation with your kids and just being honest with with them, your adult children. Um, you you know you still can impact them by praying for them. You can still impact them by, you know, just encouraging in you know not preaching to them, you know, but just encouraging them in their faith. You know, to consider the things of God. Um, if you have grandchildren, then obviously you have you know you have that opportunity again to influence them, and you know especially if they're younger. Uh, you know, in in the faith, and honestly, also, you know, if you if you don't have children or grandchildren, you know, or man, your local church. I mean, you know, if if you're part of Crossgate, or if you know who all knows, you know, whoever's listening, you know, to the podcast, there there are wonderful ways to plug into your church and invest in the next generation, and they need it so desperately. 
You know, they're struggling with identity. They're struggling with meaning. They're struggling with trusting. And uh, our our, ch- our older children and and uh, and teenagers and they need, as I mentioned earlier, a northern star spiritually, to guide them to the truth of Jesus Christ. And so there are many ways that uh, that you could still influence the next generation. But also just remember, you know, the final chapter is not written on your own children or or even your grandchildren. Continue to pray and, you know, uh, continue to look for ways through your texting or emailing or phone, you know, certainly phone calls, FaceTime. You know, there's many, many ways that you can continue to impact and uh, and let them know that you love them and that uh, and that you you know that God is uh, is doing something in your life and you're you know and that He can you know He can transform their their lives as well. Amen. That's so good. Uh, well, Rob, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a blessing. I really enjoyed this conversation. Hey, we want this podcast to be a blessing to you and to those around you, so we would encourage you to just share it uh, with those that you love and uh, maybe on social media. Uh, we just want to be a resource and a blessing as we seek to make more and better disciples for Jesus Christ. Rob, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Keith. Thank you for listening to the More and Better Disciples podcast, a ministry of Crossgate Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas. To learn more, join us on our website, crossgate.org.